When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Football Frenzy. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. The autumn wind is a pirate. Happy Friday, everybody. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy. I am Frank Stample, and you are watching the Sports Grid TV Network live on Zumo Channel 719. What a game last night between the Oakland Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders pull it out and move to 5-4. and four. Talk about this game and a whole lot more on the show today. We'll talk about some tougher matchups in Week 10 on the Fantasy Football Slate. Maybe some DFS plays as well over on FanDuel. And I say we. It's not just me. My buddy George Kurtz joins the show as well. What's going on, George? The autumn wind, John Thacenda. You know, I don't know if this makes me a football nut or just a complete nerd, but I actually have the NFL uh, NFL Films music collection. So uh, I love most of those songs. It's uh, It definitely brings me back to my youth when we used to hear them more often back in you young kids today where you don't really need it as much. Not a nerd at all, George. You know, it probably is more of a your generation thing, but ultimately... I still enjoy the NFL Films music. I mean, it gets you pumped up. How can it not? So, not nerdy at all. I 100% support the decision there, George. <laughs> I think the reason why it's more my generation is because now we see highlights automatically. Yeah, you can see you can find them anytime you want. Go online, you find a highlight of any game, any play you want. Back in the uh, 70s and 80s, you know, we didn't have much, and that music was associated with the highlights. If you watched Inside the NFL, you know, Inside the NFL, back to the old HBO broadcast with Bodeconti and Dawson, that had the music, and you'd hear that during the the, the, the plays that week. So that's where what I equate it to is uh, highlights. Nowadays, we don't need those highlights as much. Like I said, you have them easy. If you, you're not trying hard enough if you, if you can't find the highlight you want. As you may have garnered by now, no Chris Venture. The closer is out again today, celebrating too hard from last night's Oakland Raiders victory. But I did want to give a quick shout-out to the closer. This is now two Thursday night football games in a row where things have worked out splendidly for Chris Ventura. We know that he's a huge Gucci Garoppolo fan. We saw what he did a week ago. And Chris Ventura is probably one of, if not the biggest, John Gruden fans out there. The Oakland Raiders, the autumn wind is a pirate. The Raiders pull out the victory again last night. George, we were talking before the show started, and I brought this up to you. How come everybody else gets off Fridays except me and you? Yeah, we're doing something wrong. Right, I mean, we're doing something wrong. That's, that's the only thing I can figure out here. Uh, Chris had back-to-back Fridays. He's had other Fridays off, too. I, I got to talk to Cardano and get this into my contract. 
Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. Greg Sussman's not out either. He's out gallivanting the streets, probably has a rehearsal dinner or something. He's got a wedding tomorrow. I mean, come on. Is that really that big of a deal? It's probably more of a big deal that tomorrow's my birthday. Screw Greg's wedding. It's my birthday. I got to go to Greg's wedding on my birthday, but enough of that. I did want to dive more into this game I think he did that on purpose, by the way. Yeah, right? Seriously. We're supposed to be best friends, best friends forever, and you plan your wedding on my 28th birthday? Who does that, George? I, that's, that's terrible. I, that's, that's bad planning on Mr. and Mrs. Sussman there. I, that's just not, that's not fair. It's not right. Uh, I, would, I would have a, I, I'd, be, I'd be upset. I would definitely have, there'd be some work friction. Hey, at least he didn't do it on football Sunday. <laughs> at least, right? At least. Uh, I'm sure once I get a few shots in tomorrow night, I'll have a little bit of a talk with Greg Sussman about the planning of this wedding. But I wanted to jump into this game here, George. Last night, the Raiders pulled out 26-24. Uh, we got the bad shot put Phillip Rivers last night. You know, the old uh, the old shot put formation there. Uh, the, the release on his throws uh, still baffles me to this day, but he's got it done for a long time. Uh, last night, was not one of those times, George, as he throws for just 207 yards, 17 for 31, two touchdowns, three interceptions. He obviously throws the interception late, which seals the deal. George, I mean, what happens with Phillip Rivers where some weeks he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league, a quarterback that probably is going to get into the Hall of Fame based on his accumulative statistics, and then there are other weeks where he just looks lost out there, and I don't think you could blame it on age because it feels like it's always been this way for, with Phillip Rivers. This was a great matchup going up against the Oakland Raiders secondary that was allowing a ton of real-life points, a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks as well. What happened last night? I, listen, I don't, I don't think it's an easy answer here. Rivers was bad at the beginning. He was bad at the end. He was good in the middle. Why? It seemed to be the pressure. I think, uh, you know, when a quarterback gets older, you know, outside of Tom Brady, this doesn't, never seems to affect him. But when a quarterback gets older, I kept thinking this during the game. He reminded me of Eli Manning and that he was seeing the rush and just didn't want to get hit anymore. You know, because they've been hit so many times throughout their crazy, he just didn't want to get hit. And he was seeing the rush coming at him. So he was throwing the ball up and not, uh, the, not the right, right release point. He's throwing it too high. I mean, let's face it, on that first drive alone, he should have been picked off three times. Right? He got picked off once. One was called back and the other one was returned. It was, it was a joke about how many times he was being picked off. And that last drive of the game, what the hell was that? I mean, did they not understand that they had, it was, they had it was a minute one left when that drive started? They were at their own 25, which means you got to go about 40 yards to have a legitimate field goal spot, a shot. That would give you about a 53-yarder, and you had three timeouts. Why were they launching deep ball after deep ball after deep ball? They could have run the ball if they wanted. They could have thrown short passes if they wanted and can slowly got into range there. It was almost like they didn't realize they had three timeouts or they, they thought they needed a touchdown and not a field goal. Just strange game planning. I thought Rivers had a bad game. Maybe he's getting old. He is up there. You mentioned that shot. Uh, I don't know how he throws the ball. I mean, <laughs> I, I've never understood how he can throw it with velocity, how he gets it down the field uh, far. I never understood the old-time quarterbacks, well, not all, but some of those quarterbacks who threw it with their pointy finger on the tip of the football. You know, Terry Bradshaw threw like that. Mark Rippon threw like that. Not like this, where you, you, know, you grip the football. They threw it with their tip on the point and threw that. I don't know how you can throw it that way. And I don't know which one baffles me more, throwing it with your finger on the tip or the way Phillip Rivers does the shot put. The play calling, the coaching was weird last night for the Chargers. You're right. They had three timeouts. You didn't have to just keep taking deep shot after deep shot. You could run some quick slants, some curl routes, some things to the outside. You get out to the sideline as well, stop the clock that way. And they have the receivers to do it. That is the most frustrating part. Keenan Allen, the guy has not scored a touchdown since week three. Mike Williams. I was on the Mike Williams and Keenan Allen props last night because they were too low, frankly. Well, maybe not after all because... Only one of those guys cashed out, and I got really lucky. I'll tell you more about that when we come back. Talk about the Raiders' side of the ball as well. It's a fantasy football frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Frank and George will be right back right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy live on the Sports Grid TV network. I am Frank Sample, joined by George Kurtz, the only schlubs here on the network who have to work on a Friday. Everybody else is off, apparently. So join us on Zumo Channel 719. And we are also extremely pleased to welcome the Stir audience to the Sports Grid Network. Please join us every day for the best daily fantasy and gaming intelligence from our winning team of expert analysts. That's me. You want the edge? Get on the grid, sports grid. George, we were talking about the, the wide receivers in this game on the Chargers' side of the ball. I was on the over on both of their props. Again, the Raiders' secondary had been struggling, and last night, I believe the prop for Mike Williams was 59.5. Keenan Allen, 67.5. Just barely got the over on that Keenan Allen. He finished with 68 yards, but... I mean, again, it goes back to the play of Phillip Rivers. I'm not really sure how Keenan Allen and Mike Williams haven't had, didn't have better games. How worried are you about these wide receivers right now, George? Because Keenan Allen, double-digit targets in three of his last four. So normally you'd see that usage and you'd think, all right, well, that's pretty good. But his yards per reception is very low. He's not being targeted down the field. I know he's been playing hurt, but... He should have still been able to take advantage of this. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week three. Forget about that. Mike Williams has not scored a touchdown all season long. George, how do you feel about these wide receivers right now? I mean, how can we trust them in our lineups if they cannot show up against the Oakland Raiders? Well, you can't. Uh, especially, I mean, Mike Williams is what Mike Williams is. Uh, I don't think everybody's all that. He should be determining fantasy leagues anyway. Keenan Allen is. He's a problem right now. Uh, is he hurt? I think you're right. There is a combination of some, of some injury there. Maybe that's why he's not running his normal routes. But, you know, you saw him last night. He looked quick. You know, he looked like he was doing Keenan Allen things. That one play, he was able to get out of bounds and get away from the defenders there. He looked okay. I didn't really have any problems with the way he looked there. So what's what's wrong here? It's, you know, he had the big game in, uh, what was it, week three against Houston, over 180 yards. It was a monster game, right? Uh, one of the big, uh, biggest games of the season so far for a wide receiver. And then it seems like all his yardage added up since then doesn't equal that game. Yeah, we know there was an injury there, and I'm sure that's part of it. Hunter Henry coming back the last couple of weeks, that's been a part of it as well, as Rivers seems to have, you know, googly eyes for Hunter Henry. And I get it, tall target middle of the field, you throw at him, especially if that offensive line's not good. Melvin Gordon's returning now, so now they're running the ball, or at least normal running. And Melvin Gordon, it's like he's back to being Melvin Gordon. So I think all these comedies are, what, are what's keeping Keenan Allen down here. He's not a wide receiver one. Uh, in most weeks now, he'll be a, a low-end wide receiver two. I can't sit him. You know, they got KC next week, so what are you going to do? You could try and trade him, I suppose, but you'd be selling low at this point because, let's face it, they got KC, then they got to buy. And then they're playing Denver, who still has a good secondary. So I think you're, really, you're sort of stuck with Keenan Allen, but I don't think he's going to win you a championship. 
I think that's a good point, George. Something that you should look into. If you can sell Keaton Allen still based on his name value, you're right. You're likely going to be selling him low, but... The Chiefs' secondary has actually played better as of late, and then he has a bye, and then Denver out of the bye as well. So these next three weeks where you really start to, you know, you got to get these wins to get you ready for your fantasy football playoff run, it's not looking good for Keenan Allen. So if you can sell him for a wide receiver, too, that you can trust consistently on a weekly basis just based off his name value, I think that's something you should look into. Good point on Hunter Henry as well. Since he has returned, he has just been getting targets up the wazoo here, George, and, you know, he's been one of the more consistent fantasy tight ends, so uh, I guess, you know, those, the reason why those wide receivers are losing a lot is because of the usage of both Hunter Henry and, you mentioned Melvin Gordon, I think we're really starting to settle in now on the values of both Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Melvin Gordon, back to that high-end RB2, maybe even a low-end RB1, and Austin Eckler is a flex running back. I think this is what they truly are over the last two games. Melvin Gordon, 21 carries per game, 94 rushing yards per game. He has three rushing touchdowns total over the last two weeks, 65% of the snaps last night for Melvin Gordon. He had 22 carries and one target compared to Austin Eckler, just six carries and two targets. Both of them luckily did score touchdowns in the game last night. But again, I think we're starting to see, you know, consistently what their roles are. Melvin Gordon is the guy. Austin Eckler, more of that change of pace. You can still use him as a flex, but not really much more than that. George, is there anything that you wanted to hit on the Raiders side of thing? Darren Waller has kind of come back down to earth. It seems like they're spreading the ball around a little bit more. They're really relying on Josh Jacobs. I think, you know, at this point, Josh Jacobs is very clearly an RB1. I love, love, love the season-high five targets for Josh Jacobs last night. What do you have on the Raiders side? Well, that's the key there. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Nice to see Jacobs catch some passes. I think that's the only thing that's been keeping him out of being an elite running back. He scores touchdowns. We know he can run, but he really wasn't catching the ball. So last night they used him in the passing game, and that's good for the Raiders too because it makes him a threat. Someone they got to pay attention to when he's running outside there. Uh, you know, let's see, he only had three catches for 30 yards. We had none last week, only two the week before. So we want to see that. We want to see him catch some balls. So, yes, like that, it, it equals his tar- receptions for another game for the the most was up to the game this season. He had three against Chicago in week five, also three against Green Bay in week seven. So that's what I was waiting for there. Carr does seem to look for Renfro when the going gets tough. So I think in leagues, you know, you need you're desperate at a wide receiver. He's not going to get you big yards. But if you're in a 14-team league, or hey, Bye's going to kill you next week. Renfro is someone you could look at there. You are 100% correct about Waller. Not quite the same player, and that's to be expected. Teams realize, oh, he's good. Better game plan for him. Better make sure we have somebody on him. All right, George, I want to jump into some of these tougher matchups for Week 10. I think we've covered the Raiders and Chargers enough from last night. I want to start at the quarterback position. We'll work our way down. Maybe we could get to some DFS value plays later on in the show as well. But I want to start with Matthew Stafford and the Lions going up against the Chicago Bears. The Bears laying two and a half points at home. Interesting game here as... You know, the Bears have struggled. Their offense, Mitchell Trubisky, has been dreadful. Their defense is starting to show cracks as well. The reason why I want to ask you about Stafford specifically here, George, is because the Lions haven't been able to run the football, but at the same time, the Bears have been getting gashed on the ground since they've lost Akeem Hicks. Their pass defense is still very good. Their seventh in pass defense DVOA. Stafford's playing out of his mind this season. He had 21 touchdowns in 16 games last year. He has 19 touchdowns in only eight games this season. So the Lions haven't been able to run the football. The the Bears haven't been able to stop the run. It seems like that's where the Lions should go to attack this Bears defense. How do you kind of project Stafford for this game? He's a little bit banged up, but it's a tougher matchup. I'm having a hard time with this one. I want to rank Stafford outside my top 12, but there's just been so much volume. How do you feel about him this week? Well, you're sort of hitting at it there, right? They can't run the ball. I, I don't think that changes all that much this week. I don't think they have a running back. You know, Ty Johnson, he may be the fastest guy, but he's not a great running back. McKissick, yay. No matter who they throw out there since on Johnson's gone, it's just not there. So the volume is going to be there with Stafford. It is. Because they're going to, have to, to move the ball, they're going to have to throw. The weather in Chicago is not supposed to be bad, so you're not worried about you know, wind affecting Stafford at all. But for the way for them to move the ball is with, you know, it's going to be with Galladay. It's going to be with Marvin Jones. It's going to be with Hawkinson. They're not going to have a choice. In my mind, I don't see it. Now, the only thing that could stifle this is if Chicago can't move the ball either. You know, Trubisky's having another Trubisky game, and, they, and they're, you know, they're only going to score 14 to 17 points. Then Detroit may not put the ball in the air all that much because they don't want to take a chance on a turnover, an interception, a fumble, whatever it might be, a sack. 
ending drives. I can see that as well. I don't have Stafford in my top 12 either. You know, I, and I like Stafford. He's having a great year. You know, but I can't put him in my 12, top 12 in this game. It was in Detroit. I probably could squeeze him in there. But in Chicago, I got him at 14. You have him at QB 14. All right, so I wanted to ask you if there uh, are a few quarterbacks here ranked right around him who you would start ahead of him. Would you go with Stafford or Josh Allen this week, George? Yeah, Allen I have ahead of him, mainly because I think Allen's got a, a higher floor. We know he can run some. I don't love Allen this week. I don't. But I think he's got a higher floor. He, I think, I'm, I'm a little surprised with Allen that he's not using his legs more this year. And I wonder why. You know, have the, Has the coaching staff said, hey, you know, we can't have you getting hurt. We don't want you running unless you absolutely have to. Is Allen making one of those conscious efforts not to run the ball and be more of a you know, pocket passer? I always wonder why when quarterbacks do this, uh, what's going on here. But I think Allen has a uh, better chance that Cleveland, not the greatest deals. They have all sorts of problems there. But uh, when I say I have uh, Allen higher, it's two spots higher. I have a 12. So I'm not expecting big things from Allen either. But the fact that he can run higher floor, I think he's a safer play. Hey, two spots matter here, George. Some people might have that question, Stafford or Josh Allen, and I'm with you. I'm going to go Josh Allen there as well. One more before we hit the break here, George. Shout out to the closer. You going with Gucci Garoppolo on Monday night against the Seahawks or Matthew Stafford at the Bears? I know what Jim Day would say, right? He no way Allen going with Jimmy Garoppolo. The Seattle Seahawks secondary sucks. It's really that simple. The question is, will San Fran play to their strength, the running game, or the defense's weakness, the passing game? I'll go Garoppolo over Stafford if I want the high upside. If they can't run the ball again, they throw the ball. Garoppolo should have success. I agree with you there, George. We're two for two so far. More tough Week 10 matchups coming up after the break. I am Frank Stample. He's George Kurtz. Fantasy Football Frenzy on the SportsGrid TV Network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy live on the Sports Grid TV network. I am Frank Stample, joined by George Kurtz here talking about some of the tougher matchups 
in week 10 of the fantasy football season. We left off with Matthew Stafford at the Chicago Bears. And George, I want to move on over to Kirk Cousins going up against your football team, the Dallas Cowboys, America's football team. I've noticed that people have Kirk Cousins ranked a little bit lower this week. And I find it interesting because... He's playing extremely well, much like Matt Stafford. Kirk Cousins, three-plus TD passes in three of his last four games, a career-high 8.8 yards per attempt on the season. Now, you might see that Dallas Cowboys matchup. It might be in red. It might tell you it's a bad matchup, whatever whatever the case may be. They're allowing the fifth-fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. George, I will say this. I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys have faced many great quarterbacks so far this season. So I think that, you know, while... We want to use fantasy points per game to help make our decisions. You have to look at who they've faced as well. It's all about context when it comes to fantasy football. So I still like Kirk Cousins this week, even without Adam Thielen. I think that we get a little bit of a back and forth here. I think he's going to have to throw. I know that they like to run the ball. Dalvin Cook's going to get his. I still like Kirk Cousins this week. What do you think? Well, first off, you're correct. I, uh, I always preach that, especially early on in the season when you got, you got to look at the schedule, who, who they played. That generally tells you things. It's not like baseball, hockey, basketball, where you, know, you play a million games. Football, it's a small sample size here. And sometimes you just got lucky you didn't play great quarterbacks there. That being said, other numbers will tell you Cousins is not a good matchup versus the Cowboys. He generally does not play well against good teams, does not play well against Dallas, does not play well against Dak Prescott. He doesn't have a win against any of them. So uh, that could be an issue there as well. Uh, I don't love Cousins. I don't hate him. No Adam Thielen. Also, and you wonder if that plays in the year. Although I do like Kyle Rudolph this week, as the Cowboys just don't cover tight ends. Um, so, listen, I have him once again that same range as the guys we're talking about. This is why we're talking about them. Same range as I'm, I'm, I've been toying with Stafford and Cousins all week, but I think the way to attack that Dallas defense is generally up the middle with the run game. We've seen them have problems with that. I think it's going to be a, a big Dalvin Cook game at least to start. We'll see how a defense holds up there if Cousins has to throw all the ball here. I've got him at 13. I said I keep playing with them. I keep playing with all these guys. I change my mind all the time here. I keep playing with Cousins, so I'm just barely outside my top 12. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's a borderline start again. I just think that, you know, they've had some success throwing the football recently. Ever since Adam Thielen called out Kirk Cousins, he has been playing a lot better. So I'm with you. I like him one spot ahead of Matthew Stafford if you're debating between these two. George, I have one more quarterback that I think is in a tough spot this week, and that is Jared Goff at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The struggles of the Los Angeles Rams are well documented at this point in the season. Now, they are coming off the bye, so you know hopefully that helps them, but Jared Goff is currently QB 16 in fantasy points per game. Completion percentage, touchdown percentage, yards per attempt, all down this year. Pittsburgh has not allowed 17 fantasy points to quarterbacks in six straight games since they've got Minka Fitzpatrick, this secondary is playing very, very well. I actually have Jared Goff outside of my top 15 quarterbacks this week. George, what say you? Well, I have at 16, so I'm with you there. Uh, he's outside of my top 15 as well. Uh, I don't know what to think about Goff. Yeah, you know, I mean, they had the bye week, so were they able to fix this problem? They've been very inconsistent. Is it because the running game's not working? Because Gurley's been hurt and maybe teams aren't respecting it. I mean, Robert Woods has disappeared. It's been the Cooper Cup or bust. No Brandon Cooks. He's out again, so no deep threat. And that might mean the safeties are playing close to the line of scrimmage. Is that a problem? Is that hurting the passing game here? So uh, I'm, I'm worried about Goff here. I don't know if the bye week solved the problems here. I don't know if I really care about the Pittsburgh secondary. Hoyer had no problem with them last week. Yes, Minka had the 1,000-yard return. But other than that, I think Hoyer had three touchdowns. So I think Goff can do it. I just don't know if he'll be able to do it. I don't trust him is what I'm saying here. So I think he's in this other mix here. I'd rather start Garoppolo over him. I'd rather start Daniel Jones over him. Uh, those are guys that are easy choice. I think Daniel will be fine. Nate Garoppolo will be okay. Or at least has some upside. Goff is, is once again, with Stafford. Cousins, I just don't know for sure. I think they could have good games, or they could be complete busts. I don't know. This is why I have them ranked where I have them ranked. I'll throw one name out there for you, George, that I've kind of been wrestling this week between Jared Goff and Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's actually played well for fantasy. He has at least 17 fantasy points in all three of his starts. Uh, he rushed for a touchdown last week as well, likely playing from behind against the Chiefs this week. Patrick Mahomes expected back. Which way do you go? If you're in the, the bye week blues here, you know, we got bye, 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 bye. That is trademarked by Greg Sussman. Six teams on a bye. Are you going with Ryan Tannehill or Jared Goff? You said Tannehill's been good since taking over Mariota. He's been good. He's starting for me in a Superflex League this week. No choice there as I have Deshaun Watson. And I, I'm not worried. 
I think he's going to be fine. You mentioned 17, at least 17 points uh, since he started over Mariota here. My only worry is this. I think this is where teams sort of make a mistake here against Kansas City. Yes, Mahomes is back. Yes, they're going to score points. So let's run the ball so we can you know, try and try and keep the, the ball out, out of Kansas City's hands. That's great if you're really successful at doing that. And Kansas City's had problems stopping the run. So I think Derek Henry's going to get a healthy dose until they're down 10 points. You know, until that running game leads you to, you know, hey, great. We ran the ball. We have six points, two field goals. Kansas City's already got 17. Now we got to throw the ball. So I think it's going to take too long for Tannehill really to get into the mix here. I do like Tannehill. I like him more. I have him right behind Goff. But I think if I was going for upside here, I would probably go Tannehill that maybe they open it up a little bit. I also think if, if listen, if Tennessee just had better wide receivers. You know, I mean, Corey Davis is nice. Brown's nice. Uh, pro- probably no Delaney Walker again. I just don't see where the upside is here. I think, um, once again, I don't think they're going to throw early enough here. So I have Tannehill at 17, but I'm not afraid to start him. And in some ways, I do think he's safer than Goff. Maybe even safer than Cousins and Stafford as well. I'm taking Tannehill over Jared Goff this week. So if you are hurting and you're looking for a quarterback to start, I know Jared Goff, a lot of people remember the production the Rams had from last year. But remember, I know that they were off for a week. The Rams' offense has not been the same this year, so I am worried about Jared Goff in this spot. The Steelers' secondary, outside of last week, yes, they gave up three touchdowns to Brian Hoyer. They have played pretty damn well with Minka Fitzpatrick coming over, so I am fading Jared Goff heading into Week 10. Let's stick with the Los Angeles Rams here, George. I want to talk to you about Todd Gurley going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers allowing 3.84 yards per carry to opposing running backs, the seventh-fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs as well. Gurley, last time we saw him out, played only 52% of the snaps. Daryl Henderson played 48% of the snaps, so nearly a 50-50 split. Gurley is averaging a career low, 13.1 carries per game, 50.7 rushing yards per game. He's not being targeted. His efficiency is bad. What are we doing with Todd Gurley this week? I have him more as a low-end RB2. Dare I say it, I'm starting Devin Singletary over Todd Gurley this week, George. Oh, I don't mind that at all. I said I wasn't on Gurley all year. I was staying away from him. Everything the Rams did during the offseason told you this. Everything they did. You know, they re-signing Malcolm Brown, drafting a running back. You know, we knew something was going with the way Gurley played in the championship game in the Super Bowl. We knew there was an injury here. Uh, he's not the same player. He's just not the same player. Uh, I have him ranked at uh, 21. I mean, I have him ranked low. Uh, there's a reason why at draft time we all salivate over Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, uh, I know I love somebody else. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. There's a reason we salivate because after that, it gets more dicey. You know, guys like Gurley, who I had issues with. Uh, Demonta Freeman, who I want nothing to do with. And there's several other uh, running backs. David Johnson's been hurt this year. Uh, Le'Veon Bell going to the Jets. It, it's a guessing game after that. You just don't know. But you want the, you want one of those top four, the guys we do know. Yeah, I know Broccoli got hurt, but we, we know these guys. Dalvin Cook maybe is going to be in that mix if he can stay healthy. But there's a reason we salivate because after that, you're going to have problems at running back. You're just going to every year we see the same thing. You know, that guys that we expected, bust, Joe Mixon, Milk Carton. You know, it may not be all his fault. Sure, the offensive line sucks, but what are you going to do? Uh, it's why you want uh, good running backs here. Gurley's been a severe disappointment. And I think it's unfortunate because I don't think this is going to change. I think this is a debilitating injury that's not going to get much better. Yeah, it's not like the time off here is going to change his knee to being to not having arthritis, right? Like, this is something that's only going to get worse the longer that he plays in the NFL. So, worried about Todd Gurley. He's really been touchdown dependent, not running efficiently, not being targeted. He's on pace for 32 targets. Over the past couple of seasons with Sean McVay, I mean, he was up over 50 receptions. He's on pace for 32 targets. Think about that. George, you brought up a name there that when you were talking about running backs who you didn't want anything to do with coming into the, the draft season. Devontae Freeman, another one, not running efficiently, has not scored a rushing touchdown all season long. I mean, it's week 10, man. I understand the Falcons' offensive line has been beat up, but you're telling me Devontae Freeman, who's seeing the majority of the work, has not scored a rushing touchdown and we're in week 10? That's where we're at right now. He is playing 66% of the snaps for the Falcons this season. Uh, And he's actually someone who is being used a ton in the pass game here, George. He is on pace for 80 targets, 70 receptions. But it's a tough matchup here against the Saints, allowing just 3.78 yards per carry to running backs. The second fewest fantasy points to the position as well. I'll ask you similar to Gurley. I have Devontae Freeman in this same range as a low-end RB2. Is it crazy that I have players like Devin Singletary, Jalen Samuels, Tevin Coleman, all ranked ahead of these guys, and 
I am also toying with the possibility of moving Ronald Jones ahead of them. George, am I crazy? I can't do Ronald Jones. I, I can't. Not yet. Uh, but I, uh, but I, once again, I have the other guys I have a little mentioned uh, ahead of him. You know, I, I just I know I have Jamal Williams ahead of him. You know, he I think he's done more. Uh, so I have him there because he's scoring touchdowns at least here. Devonta Freeman, you mentioned if, if you're starting Freeman, you want the uh, the catches to continue because I don't see him having a big rushing day. I think it's going to be another 35, 40 yards on the ground. Maybe falls into the end zone if you get lucky. Maybe, you know, but you need those catches. You know, four, five, six catches for another 40 yards and uh, maybe get the score that way. Uh, Freeman. I think what I'm most annoyed about, Frank, is with Devonta Freeman, you would think with that passing game, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Ridley, Sanu when he was there, Hooper's having a fantastic year. Is anybody even worried about the running game? How are you not having big games just by that passing game being so, you know, such a threat? Well, you know, the safety's playing high. He's nowhere near a line of scrimmage. You're not seeing an eight-man box. You're still not getting it done. Is it all the offensive line or is it you? Are you not the same running back? Yeah, so well, I agree with you about Freeman. Uh, I'm still I'm, I have him in one, one league. It's a deep dynasty league. Uh, I've had him forever, so nothing I could do there. But I don't expect much. Yeah, I think it's definitely fair to question the talent level of Devontae Freeman at this point. For what it's worth, the Atlanta Falcons offensive line is 27th in run blocking this season, according to Football Outsiders. When we come back here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy, I want to talk to George about the Browns backfield with Kareem Hunt back and the Cardinals backfield with David Johnson back. We'll do that right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. Compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer, the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, you'll get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK. 
to get your 10% off now. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Frank Sample, joined by George Kurtz. And George, you know, this promo is not Fugazi by any means because we had Ricky Sanders, one of our own from Daily Roto, win over $100,000 the other night using the NBA DFS Optimizer. It's real, man. It's real. Oh, man, I, I use it uh, during baseball season. I think it's a must. I don't understand. Uh, listen, you want every edge you can get. I'm not saying you, you follow it religiously, you know, but it's another tool. It's another educational tool. You know, so I don't understand why people, more people wouldn't take advantage of it. All right, let's jump back into some of the tougher matchups here on the Week 10 slate. I mentioned some interesting backfields. That's the word I'll go with here, George, because I'm trying to figure these out myself. You know, look, if you're a fantasy owner out there right now trying to figure out what is going to happen between David Johnson and Kenyon Drake and also what's going to happen between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you are not alone. We are fantasy analysts. We are fantasy experts. We are also trying to figure out what the usage is going to be for these backfields here this weekend. George, so I'll throw it your way, man. It's all you. David Johnson says that he's 100% healthy. He's coming back. Kenyon Drake looked awesome last week, played 84% of the snaps, up over 140 total yards against a really good 49ers defense, had a touchdown as well. Kareem Hunt, Everything that they're saying, I saw ESPN's Jeremy Fowler do an interview earlier this week. He said that the Browns have, quote, big plans for Kareem Hunt this week. We saw some quotes from Freddie Kitchen saying that both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are not selfish players. They want to do whatever they can to help the team win. Personally here, George, what I'm thinking is David Johnson and Kenyon Drake is closer to a 50% split because I think that they want to keep David Johnson fresh coming uh, coming back off these injuries. And when it comes to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, I think it might be a little bit of a hot hand approach. I would still probably lean Nick Chubb probably 60 to 65% of the work here. But what are you thinking when it comes to these two backfields? All right. You're right. They are problems. Uh, Let's start with Arizona. Uh, Now, I have David Johnson in two leagues. Uh, I didn't start him in one league, and I did start him in another. And the one league I didn't start him, I am very strong at running back. So I started Alvin Kamara over, over him. Um, I'm trying to think of the other running back. I know I have Chris Carson in that league. I don't think I'm starting Chris Carson either. That's how strong I am. I have really two very good running uh, four very good running backs there, and I, I only start two. Uh, I started Melvin Gordon and Kamara. That's it. Melvin Gordon was the other guy. I liked him last night against Oakland. Uh, the, re- the reason is because of what you mentioned. I think they're going to try and protect Johnson somewhat. I don't know it'd be 50-50. I'm thinking more 60-40 in Johnson's favor there, but either way, it's the same here. You could also make an argument. And once again, I think this is where stat- statistics lie, that the way to beat Tampa Bay is through the air. They can't stop anybody either. So uh, they're very good against the run. Well, they're very good against the run because they can't stop anybody through the air. And everybody throws on them. There's no reason to run the football. So it's sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, so I-, I like Johnson to a degree this week. But if I could sit him, I would. And the other league where I am starting him, I'm starting him over guys that are, all my guys are on by. So I have no choice. I have to start him there. But if my guys were healthy, you know, or uh, playing Jordan Howard, Philip Lindsay, those are my other two running backs in that league. I would have thought long and hard about starting them, especially Howard, who's been getting touchdowns over David Johnson this week. I think I think I probably would have pulled that trigger. So I, yeah, I am worried about Johnson. As for Cleveland, you're asking me to guess what Freddie Kitchens is going to do. <laughs> Chubb has not been the problem. All right, Chubb's having a great season. Yes, I know on the national game against New England, he fumbled twice. One ball got kicked out, the other one got stripped from behind. All right, it, it happens, but he's not the reason they're losing. He's having a very good season. The reason you're losing is the passing game. Get Beckham more involved here. Doesn't seem to be a really genius to figure this out. I can see them doing something stupid and going 50-50 with Chubb and Hunt. I don't think they should. I think, once again, especially if his first game back, should be more of a 70-30 and still go with Chubb here. I think with, when it comes to Chubb, I would if, uh, if someone owned Chubb in my league and I wanted him, I would try and make a low-ball offer. You know, See if you can get him for 60, 65 cents on the dollar. Especially if that owner doesn't have Hunt, and maybe they're worried. You know, see if you can get him for cheap. Because I, I, I don't think he's been the problem. He's been running very well. They may say they don't. What's the coach going to say? Oh, yeah, Chubb's a very selfish player. Of course he's not going to say that. Uh, you, think, you don't think Chubb wants to run the ball? Of course he does. How's that going to make his money in a couple of years of free Of course he wants the football. He's not happy with this. And another thing I'll say this, you know, we've never seen Hunt do anything outside of playing in Kansas City in that offense where nobody cared about the running game because the passing game was so prolific. 
Not the same in Cleveland. Not the same in Cleveland. That passing game is not working. They'll pay more attention to the run game. I don't know how successful Hunt's going to be. I still like Chubb here, but I think Kitchens might make a mistake here. And once again, Madden brought in Hunt here, so maybe they want to play with the new toy. But Chubb hasn't been the problem here. But yes, I'm worried about both. For what it's worth, I'll lay out where I have all of these running backs ranked in my half PPR rankings this week. I have Nick Chubb at RB7 overall, so personally, I'm still trusting him. It's a really good matchup going up against the Buffalo Bills as well. Next up, David Johnson. All the way down at RB25, you're not used to seeing that, but I think he's more of a flex running back this week. It's a tough matchup against Tampa Bay. We don't necessarily know what the usage is going to be, which means I have Kenyon Drake just a few spots behind him at RB28. I think they're both flex options. I think there's a chance that both of these running backs are on the field together. You know, we get some of these guys lined up out wide. They run four wide receiver sets. Keyshawn Johnson hasn't necessarily stepped up this year. Trent Sherfield has not stepped up. Larry Fitzgerald is trending down. I think Christian Kirk is in for a really, really big game here. But outside of him, I think that they need some help at the wide receiver position. It would not surprise me one bit if we see David Johnson and or Kenyon Drake used at the wide receiver position at times throughout the course of this game. And then I have Kareem Hunt down at RB33. You know, to the point that... George made regarding low ball offers for Nick Chubb right now. I'm thinking the opposite when it comes to Kareem Hunt. George, some of the offers that I'm seeing thrown out there right now for Kareem Hunt, people are trying to trade for Kareem Hunt. They're giving up. I'm seeing, I'm telling you, George, crazy trades where like high-end wide receiver twos, high-end RB twos. People are just seeing the name Kareem Hunt and they are going bananas. They are giving up a lot of value for Kareem Hunt right now. And if you can sell him off because of that, now is the time to do it because there will never be more hype than right now, George. If you're giving up a lot of Kareem Hunt, you're out of your mind. I mean, uh, I don't, he's not going to be that back he wants in Kansas City. Even if he, the talent level is still there and he's ready to play, Chubb is a damn good back. And they're not going to go, oh, Chubb, hey, you can take the rest of the season off, Nick. Don't worry about it. That's not going to happen. It's just not. I'd, I'd rather have Chubb here. Now, I don't own either one in any league, maybe in a best ball league, but not in any redraft league. Uh, I wasn't staying away from Chubb. I, I was staying away from Hunt. I wasn't going to spend a, a seventh or tenth round pick, whatever it was going to cause at that time, for Kareem Hunt. I just didn't get a chance to grab Chubb. Uh, I think like I said if you're if you're spending a lot for uh, Kareem Hunt, you're going to be severely disappointed. And listen, if you have Hunt and you're able to get a ransom, good for you. You're playing the game correctly. Yeah, we're in agreement here. Look, if you can get something for Kareem Hunt, do it because some of these trade questions that I'm getting on Twitter regarding him are just crazy right now, George. I want to do some rapid-fire wide receivers here, maybe talk about some tight ends real quick. Uh, as usual, um, I packed a rundown here that could probably fill two hours' worth of content, uh, so we'll just try and uh, get to some of these tough wide, uh, wide receiver matchups right now. And we spoke about Matthew Stafford earlier in the show, Greg. Uh, Greg, George. Two G names there. Look at that. I got my BFF on the mind. Kenny, like it. <laughs> Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones for the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. Look, trying to figure out where to rank Marvin Jones on a weekly basis. Good luck because here are his fantasy points over the past four weeks in half-point PPR leagues. Back in week six, 2.70 fantasy points. Week seven, 38.3. Week eight, 4.20. Week nine, 24.1. Good luck figuring out which Marvin Jones is going to show up, but I will tell you one thing, George. This secondary is playing really well for the Chicago Bears. It goes back to what we were saying about Matthew Stafford. Stafford's a little bit banged up as well. I know he ba uh, he popped up on the injury report with a back's hip thing. He's going to play, but there is something there, so keep that in mind. I'm a little bit worried about Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay in this spot. I think if you have Galladay, you still have to start him because there's six teams on a bye, but Marvin Jones' production has been very, very inconsistent this year. I have nothing to add. I agree with you 100%. Galladay's a must-start for me. I can't sit him. I don't love the matchup, but I can't. Marvin Jones, I am probably sitting. As always, it depends on what else you have on your roster, but I'm not looking to put him in. If, this, if he burns me and he gets two touchdowns, I'll live with it. I think the uh, decision is right not to start him, like I said, depending on what else you have there, but I don't see a big game. I think more often than not, this is a quiet game for Marvin Jones, one of those bad weeks. Let's go to the other side of the football here, George. Allen Robinson, huge, huge dud last week. A lot of it can be attributed to Mitchell Trubisky as well, but we're looking at Darius Slay, full practice all week long. Looks like he's expected to return in this game, and Allen Robinson is going to get the Darius Slay treatment. I understand that the targets are likely going to be there for Allen Robinson, but 
There are a lot of very intriguing matchups at the wide receiver position this week, George, where you could have picked up a Devontae Parker in a good matchup. Zach Pascal should see some volume. I think both Golden Tate and Jamison Crowder are in good spots. Is it crazy to fade Allen Robinson because he's a talented wide receiver, but I just don't know that he's going to be able to overcome the play of Mitchell Trubisky and the fact that he is going to see Darius Slay likely shadowing him for a majority of this game? You know, I'd like to fight with you. I would, but I agree with you again. You know, for the most part, this season, Robinson has been Trubisky-proof, right? He still put up great numbers. Then last week, one catch against the Philadelphia secondary that everyone's been really torching. One catch for five yards, maybe one catch for six yards. Uh, I only know that because he cost me a couple of leagues. One league I lost by a, a point, and I, I firmly blame Allen Robinson or Trubisky. Go either way. Maybe both. Uh, I don't want to start him. No. Uh, I'm going to need to see more of Trubisky. I I think he'll, he'll put up a respectful game. You know, four catches, 40 yards. I don't think he's going to do one for five or one for six. Again, I think they'll make more of a concerted effort to get the ball in his hands. But you mentioned Slay is a pretty good cornerback. He's not Jalen Ramsey or someone like that, but he's a good cornerback. So, no, I'm not feeling it this week. Not until I see something more from Trubisky. He was bad in the first half last week, okay in the second half. Maybe it's more of the same this week. But uh, you should be able to find – it's not like running back where you're sort of stuck here with certain guys. With wide receiver, you mentioned a couple of guys that should be out there. You should be able to do better than Trubisky or at least do better than uh, what we think Roberts is going to do this week, a guy with higher upside. We mentioned Marvin Jones a couple of minutes ago and how inconsistent he's been, which brings me to Juju Smith-Schuster. And George, we were reminded of his floor last week. Once again, three receptions for 16 yards with Mason Rudolph as his quarterback going up against the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts' defense is a solid one. I am not going to poo-poo their defense. They are a, what I would consider, bend-but-not-break defense. But to be shut out like this, I mean, this is just... We have a five-game sample size now with Juju Smith-Schuster and Mason Rudolph as his quarterback, and I'm sorry, Alex Fasano downstairs, one of our producers, big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I don't know what to expect from Juju. Look at this. I mean, going back to week four, three fantasy points, 15 the next week, 1.20 in week six against the Chargers. They had the bye in week seven. Week eight comes out against the Dolphins, 19.8. Going up against the Indianapolis Colts last week, 3.1 fantasy points for Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, George, much like Allen Robinson, based on the play of Mason Rudolph, you know that the Los Angeles Rams are going to be coming after him. They're going to send the house. They're going to blitz. They already get enough pressure without the blitz, and they also have Jalen Ramsey now as well. I don't know if he's going to follow Juju into the slot, but this is not looking good for Juju Smith-Schuster here. I have him as more of a wide receiver three than where he's been at the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm with you here as well. I wasn't on uh, Juju all season long. I didn't want him uh, for various reasons, mainly because without Antonio Brown, uh, he was going to face the number one cornerback, focus of the defense, and I didn't trust that it was going to work out all that well. Uh, I have a 32, so I'm with you there. More of a, a wide receiver three, and I do not expect big things from him at all. For George Kurtz, I am Frank Stanfield. Lots of fun here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. It's the Sports Grid TV Network. Coming up next, it's the Fantasy BFFs with myself, Nick Ercolano and our good buddy, Eric Young. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. 
tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. I'm gonna miss you. Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. I want to start with Matthew Stafford and the Lions going up against the Chicago Bears. The Bears laying two and a half points at home. Interesting game here as... You know, the Bears have struggled. Their offense, Mitchell Trubisky, has been dreadful. Their defense is starting to show cracks as well. The reason why I want to ask you about Stafford specifically here, George, is because the Lions haven't been able to run the football, but at the same time, the Bears have been getting gashed on the ground since they've lost Akeem Hicks. Their pass defense is still very good. Their seventh in pass defense DVOA. Stafford's playing out of his mind this season. He had 21 touchdowns in 16 games last year. He has 19 touchdowns in only eight games this season. So the Lions haven't been able to run the football. The the Bears haven't been able to stop the run. It seems like that's where the Lions should go to attack this Bears defense. How do you kind of project Stafford for this game? He's a little bit banged up, but it's a tougher matchup. I'm having a hard time with this one. I want to rank Stafford outside my top 12, but there's just been so much volume. How do you feel about him this week? Well, you're sort of hitting at it there, right? They can't run the ball. I don't think that changes all that much this week. I don't think they have a running back. You know, Ty Johnson, he may be the fastest guy, but he's not a great running back. McKissick, yay. No matter who they throw out there since on Johnson's gone, it's just not there. So the volume is going to be there with Stafford. It is. Because they're going to, have to, to move the ball, they're going to have to throw. The weather in Chicago is not supposed to be bad, so you're not worried about you know, wind affecting Stafford at all. But for the way for them to move the ball is with, you know, it's going to be with Galladay. It's going to be with Marvin Jones. It's going to be with Hawkinson. They're not going to have a choice. In my mind, I don't see it. Now, the only thing that could stifle this is if Chicago can't move the ball either. You know, Trubisky's having another Trubisky game, and, they, and they're, you know, they're only going to score 14 to 17 points. Then Detroit may not put the ball in the air all that much because they don't want to take a chance on a turnover. Interception, a fumble, whatever it might be, a sack, ending drives. I can see that as well. I don't have Stafford in my top twelve either. You know, I and I like Stafford. He's having a great year. You know, but I can't put him in my twelve top twelve in this game. If it was in Detroit, I probably could squeeze him in there, but in Chicago, I got him at fourteen. You have him at QB fourteen. All right, so I wanted to ask you if there uh, are a few quarterbacks here ranked right around him who you would start ahead of him. Would you go with Stafford or Josh Allen this week, George? Yeah, Allen, I have ahead of him mainly because I think Allen's got a, a higher floor. We know he can run some. I don't love Allen this week. I don't. But I think he's at a higher floor. He, I think, I'm, I'm a little surprised Allen that he's not using his legs more this year. And I wonder why. You know, have the, has the coaching staff said, hey, you know, we can't have you getting hurt. We don't want you running unless you absolutely have to. Is Allen making one of those conscious efforts not to run the ball and be more of a you know, pocket passer? I always wonder why when quarterbacks do this. Uh, what's going on here? But I think Allen has a uh, better chance that Cleveland, not the greatest teams. They have all sorts of problems there. But uh, when I say I have uh, Allen higher, it's two spots higher. I have a 12. So I'm not expecting big things from Allen either, but the fact that he can run higher floor, I think he's a safer play. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. 
Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug right, needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.